The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Arielle Laurie, host of the Blonde Files podcast, where every Wednesday I cover all things wellness. After nearly dying from addiction almost nine years ago, I have been on a mission to live my best, most fulfilled life, and I'm sharing everything with you from how to achieve optimal health and well-being to the best beauty tips and even cosmetic procedures. I cover it all with raw, candid conversations with the industry's top experts and inspirational guests. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Welcome back to my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I'm Taylor, and joining me today, Emma Willman. Welcome to the podcast. Back. Thank you for having me, Taylor. I appreciate it. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Emma and I go back way beyond. We go back to serious. Back to serious. I remember it well. I remember going in, what was it, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m.? What, what time was it? It was 7 or 8. I can't remember. Definitely not 8. Oh, then it was 7. It was then, 7 to 10. Okay, in that yeah. case. I remember going in, and I remember the very first time I met you, you were... It was, I don't know why this stands out so much. It's, I don't want this to come across no, the wrong way. Like, you know, I just remember you were quiet. So I remember, <laughs> I remember that really stands out in my mind because before we recorded, you were sitting, you were composing yourself. I was, exa- I was probably hung over, for being I, honest. Just exhausted. And I remember going in and you were like, hi, hi. And I was like, okay. And then I sat there and then the second we're recording, you were like, woo. And I was like, wow. My hair was like this. My hair went up. I remember it. You know, so I went over it because it was through Cosmo Radio for a while. Yep. And I guess it was always Cosmo Radio, wasn't it? No, 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 no. There was a while where we switched over to a different format. Cosmo, then Stars, but I wasn't stars. with you for... You were with me for Stars. I was with you for Stars. So when I was at Cosmo, we would like... And when Cosmo was like super involved with the editor-in-chief, Kate White, love Kate White, mm. um, I would like do stuff over at their offices too. So they had Pharrell there because he was working nice. with some pop star, star that like created a song that he produced that was like all Cosmo taglines. Wild. Anyway, so I go over to interview Pharrell and same thing like my like energy is like super like chill and meek and you know right. like whatever and I'm like okay so we're gonna do this he's like okay and then the second we started he was like whoa energy where'd that come from I don't even realize I do that did I just do it right now no now now I'm just hyper the whole time once we got to know each other then like I would come in and we would talk a little bit before but before I think you were just like you were getting in your zone and I totally I respect it you know what's so funny well first of all thank you for saying getting in your zone I real I'm sure I was just hung over I'm not a morning <laughs> person and I did morning radio for 12 years right and what I realized was I was like people said do you get nervous I'm like I never get nervous I actually always get nervous I've now realized from because now I can do my show like sometimes I record like at 10 a.m sometimes I record like 3 30 right now we're recording but it's like I've always been a nervous Nelly I was just exhausted. You were asleep. I was asleep. That's exactly. why sometimes, you know, people are like, the more you've got going on, like the more you'll do or whatever, because you're just not like anxious about it. So uh-huh. it could be like playing into that. Because I'll have that sometimes where if I've got like one thing, then yeah. I'll think about that thing. But when I'm booked up starting really in the morning, then it's just like you're plowing through. Yeah, you're going. You're like, going. That's like when I was on tour with Stassi, tour life is so hard. I think about you all the time because you're a stand-up comedian and like the nerves all day long can mm. like could literally gut me. Do you I, have that? I still get nerves, but you know what? I re- it always make whenever I think of the nerves with stand-ups, I remember this time I was doing a college in the South, and before I went on stage, the student came up to me and was like, do you get nervous? And for whatever reason, I just was like, you know, the truth is I'm so nervous about the overall like existential dread of giving everything to something where I don't even know if this is going to totally work out. I'm so nervous about that. These, these nerves before show don't even register. And she was like, I'm a nursing major. And I was like, okay. <laughs> She's like, I'm 18. And I was like, um, no, I'm not nervous to answer your question. But I think now before I go on, I'm just kind of, ex- I'll just be excited. But because like, I feel nervous about so many other things that the nerves before a live show don't necessarily register, if that makes sense. What do the nerves, like, what makes you nervous? Because this uh, past tour, I was really prepared, so I was way less nervous. But first tour, it was my first fucking tour. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And I was like, kind of like LARPing as a comedian. I was doing, I was opening. Right. Fuck! I mean, I could it's have scary before every single show. It's intense because there's the expectation, and also here's what I feel like with with stand up too. 
it's in this like intense, it's such an intense format where sometimes I'll feel almost like restricted by it. Yeah. So now if it's my own show, like I'll like break the fourth wall or whatever, I'll deviate from stuff. But it's like, you have to keep word economy so important. And I like to explain. Uh-huh. So you can't necessarily explain as much in stand-up as you can in other things. Like here, yes. Exactly. Yes, you got to be a little bit more, it's sound bitey. Right, sound bitey. To bite-y. the point, to the point, and the joke, exactly. And there's that expectation, people just looking at you like, they're ready to make, laugh. Make, make me laugh. It's intense. Would you zero in on the one person who wasn't laughing? Always, always, I always. Know. I'm like the queen of focusing on the negative. I always give the squeaky wheel the oil, and like I'm trying so hard to stop, but it's so difficult. You guys were doing theaters, though, right? We were doing fucking big-ass shows. Like, I mean, like like, oh, like well into the thousands of seats. Woo, that's amazing. And she amazing. was selling these fuckers out. That's amazing. I know, but also, <laughs> like... That's amazing that it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure, but I have to be honest. Honest, mm. like it's the fucking greatest tie in the world because she is so fucking famous right and because she co-signs me i automatically get the love from the audience That's even if great. i don't deserve it and i'm on her podcast monthly so they know me now from the podcast and i like i had to remind myself you've got a relationship but There's this isn't context. real like if i can't just be like and now i'm gonna do my own comedy special guys hello is anybody here <laughs> right you know well if you did your own spe- i mean now it's like everything is more segmented to you could but it is so different when people know you exactly it's very different because it's shorthand it's shorthand you get to yeah. cut the line you get to cut the line i'm a fucking line cutter when they know oh, who doesn't love to cut a line i love cutting oh, a line looking for a shortcut. But if somebody cuts a line in front of me, woo! <sighs> Excuse me! I the line's back there! Would you say something? Uh, of course. <laughs> oh, not only will I say something, I'll start, I may start making noises. Like, if we're literally in a line and someone cut, I go, okay, all right, I don't know if you, I'm sorry. I mean, it, it depends who it is. If it was like <laughs> someone with a little kid, I'd be like, ah, oh, the line's back there, we get a little kid, I, I get it, I just want to make sure you know that I know. <laughs> But if it was like someone that just came in and stood in front of me, I'd start huffing and puffing. Oh, hell yeah. I don't yes. even care if they look like a total loose cannon. Like they look like, like whatever it is, I would get, because I feel I have this real chip in my so- shoulder about disrespect. Me too. So if I think I'm being disrespected, I get very upset. And yes. if I see someone else disrespecting someone else, that bothers me too. Secondary disrespect. Secondary disrespect. You will step in as a third party. I had this the other day. I was standing to cross the street and this woman body check me and she didn't mean to she was just like really walking fast and she checked me to the point where I kind of like spun around and I instinctively went I'm sorry and then she didn't stop yes. story she, of my life I always apologize oops. when people do me wrong I'm sorry like I was like whoa whoa sorry sorry and then she just kept walking and as I realized no she totally body checked me so I then yelled after her I'm not sorry <laughs> You check me. And then she kept walking. And then the person next to me was like, mm. but that it's also like, I couldn't let that go. It was like my therapy kicked in where it wasn't my fault. Right. And then instead of just noting that it wasn't my fault, cause I was like, Oh, whoa, sorry, sorry. Whoa, I'm not sorry. <laughs> I hate, I didn't want her to have that. She didn't even stop. No, no, people are such fucking assholes in the city. It's unbelievable. I got into like almost a physical altercation with a guy Uh-oh. in Rockefeller Center, oh, like no. down, like down Uh-oh. underneath. He, Okay, so, well, maybe I was, well, hmm. okay, so I was walking through a door, and, wait, now I can't remember if it was my fault or his Is fault. It, that's the Somebody thing. didn't hold a door in the scenario. Okay. But was it me? It was me. It was me. So I walked through, and somebody opened the door, and then I slipped through. I don't want to get my hands dirty. Sure. And then the guy behind me was like, what the fuck? That door hit me in the face. And I was like, mm. you're a man, Uh-oh. and you should be a gentleman, and you should be in charge of opening the door for yourself and other women. Don't come at me for not opening the door for you. And I got into this whole, like, I'm a lady. You should be a gentleman. Whole, but, like, bullshit, honestly. I was wrong. Did he yell back at you? Oh, we were screaming. Oh, no. Screaming about it. It was horrific. And then you're going to go in somewhere and you're going to, that guy's going to be like a casting director. Who knows what? Can you fucking imagine? imagine? Do I know you from somewhere? Door lady. It's risky to fight with people in Rockefeller Center. It's risky. Because you've got like 30 Rock right there. That's why anytime I'm in LA anywhere, I mean, manners are so important, but my manners are like extra. Impeccable Impeccable. in LA? Yes, sir. No, (laughs) ma'am. But also, I do think manners are really, really important. So that if someone is being rude, but then then I get more rude than they were initially, if I think they're being rude. And I can be wrong. Yes. And also, it can also not be safe. 
I know. It can be unsafe because I've had that before. Like I was, I forget where I was. I was getting off the Amtrak and this guy kept kind of like looking at me or so I thought maybe he wasn't. I don't know. I am so fucking paranoid. The amount of fights I've caused in public settings Mm. that like now in retrospect, I look back and I'm like, that one was my fault. Oops, that one too. Like I'm at a point where I'm like, was Wasbin's family even mean to me? Oh my God. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. I don't even know if you should go there. I don't even know. As someone who's known you for a long time, I don't even know if that would be good for your brain to uncover. <laughs> if you have to come back around to them and they're like totally different from you remember, it's just like a Mother Teresa situation. Literally. And you're just like, Hey guys, and they're just like meditating after volunteering, and you're like, Oh no, I think probably no, but I've also only heard your side of it literally. But the thing would be is like, you in a court of law, it would hold up that you sincerely believe at the time, at the time, like you that was your reality. Like, I know I can be paranoid, and I like, I feel like we both share this, and we have the same mental illness together. Yeah, I don't know, mine is paranoid, pissed off, mental illness, irritable, discontent, and I know. I definitely have depression, anxiety, and something, but it's so hard to know what's what. It doesn't even matter what necessarily each thing, I guess it does matter what each thing is because you got to like figure out how to address it. Yeah. And I've had poor life skills for a very long time. Same. But I'm responsible for that. I'm trying to learn about that. So what happened at Amex? I'm sorry, at Amtrak. Oh, so at Amtrak, I was go. I thought this guy was looking at me and he, he, I think he was, but also it's New he York. Was. He was. <laughs> it, it doesn't, it's like, it doesn't necessarily matter either. Right. And we were going up the elevator and as escalator. we- Escalator. Escalator, thank yep. you. As we're reaching the top, I went, what? What? And then my girlfriend was with me and she went, oh my God. And I was like, stop, stop looking at me. I see you looking at me. You're trash. But I knew I timed it because as we were going up, <laughs> oop, who's up when you get up there? Police. Nice. So I, and then she, my girlfriend was like, she was like, it's so, it's not safe. She was like, it's so like uncomfortably white of you. Like oh what if he attacked God. us? And I was like, I know, I know. She's so right. She's so right. And I, there was one time I used to, I hate people that stare and I used to like scream people like, take a fucking picture. <laughs> Do you think that, do we only know that they're staring though? Cause we're staring too. Oh my God. I never even imagine. thought of that. I never really thought of it either, but imagine. Literally what's happening. And we're like, are you staring at me? <laughs> and they're like, what? Cause like, how do we, cause I'll do that how too. How do we know they're staring? Right. You can feel staring. You can feel it. Yeah. You can feel it. And I think and now, there's a look. now to that I'm a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Now it's even like for a while there was like real high alert. Cause I'm like. Did you get it before you came out? I mean, I've always been like a paranoid biznage, but I right. think it, it was exponentially increased when I was first out. Because I feel like the world was like watching us and judging us and right. I wanted to make sure we were safe. So like I was really like on high alert. So you feel it like more when you're with Taylor versus you just being alone. Well, now I don't feel it at all because I'm, I'm drugged. Oh, great. You're like, <laughs> now I'm drunk. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but my, my Taylor has no fucking time for it. So I had to stop it. And your Lexi also. To be, yeah, because it's also like, it's like, and I said it, because so, sometimes she'll be like, um, you know, even if that person was crazy, what are you going to do? Fight right. them? And I was like. Right. What's the end game? What's the end game? Right. And the end game is in the moment I feel really. Justified. Justified. Yes. And I feel angry. And I, I was at a bodega and someone came in. It was like 1 or 2 a.m. Someone came in. They were kind of drunk. And then they started speaking really loudly and then rudely to the checkout person. <laughs> and I went, you know, we're not doing that. And Lexi was like, oh, God. And then the person was not even noticing me, but I went, we're not doing that. And then the checkout person was like, and I was like, "Who? I hate these people. And I wasn't talking to them. I was talking about them just loudly in their direction. I go, Classic. I hate, that's my fucking favorite move. I hate people who just barge in and suck all the energy out of the room and with the audacity. And then Lexi left. So now I'm just talking to myself. Fun. I go, the audac- I go, where do you get this from? I overthink every single thing I do. And then here you are just being a dick. But just to be clear, not talking at the person specifically. Just, just- just being a prick, just being a dick. Talking to the Snapple bottle. Up to the Snapple <laughs> bottle, looking at the fun, they probably thought I was reading the fun Snapple at the back, which was me going, what a dick, kind of dick face does this. <laughs> and in a place like New York City, that happens and that you're like, oh, that's a crazy that's person. A crazy so person. you've accomplished absolutely nothing. 100% nothing. <laughs> and then they did their thing and the person kind of was like, Ugh. and then I was like, sorry about that. And then when I left, Lexi was like, what were you going to do? Oh that person God. was wasted. And also I've been the drunk person where I probably was speaking way too loud. I've stolen things before when I was like, not thinking, I'm like, I don't want to pay for this. Eat and leave. Just, yes. So it's like, who am I to then be so mad at this like 20 year old? Right. But 
you know, it's a work in progress. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Skylight Frame. If holiday shopping stresses you out, trust me, it stresses me out too, and you're looking for a perfect no-fail gift, listen up. I literally have the answer. Skylight Frame. Here's the deal. Skylight is a touchscreen photo frame that you can actually send photos to straight from your freaking phone and they appear in seconds. So it's really the perfect gift for everyone and I mean everyone. My parents, boomers, they couldn't figure out how to work their cable for like uh, months we're talking and it's because they were trying to use their computer modem as their cable box. You want to talk bad at technology? My parents literally win the prize. However, guess what? Yep, they have a skylight frame and they are so proficient at it. There are no words and that's because skylight frame, it's, I mean, literally, if my parents can use it, anybody can use it, okay? It's also a great gift for for a group, okay? Especially if you have new parents in the group, which we have a new niece in our family. Her name is Scarlett. I'm obsessed with her. But, you know, my sister and brother-in-law send us pictures all the time. But with the skylight frame, we can invite each other to share photos to the same frame. It is amazing. And it's also great because it's a private way to share photos. And actually, my sister and brother-in-law do not love the idea of my niece on social media. But it's an amazing way for us to share photos, kind of like in the same vein as social media media except it's through the skylight frame but here's the real way to get the brownie points you can even preload the photos before the box is opened so i already mentioned that it's easy to use but also let me just reiterate setup takes less than 60 seconds amen to that the photos are displayed in hd resolution and it looks like a real modern photo frame so you can set it up in portrait or landscape mode and the larger 15 inch frame can actually be wall mounted And they've got all the colors in the world, black, white, silver, limited edition poppy, which is like an orangey red and gold. We have the black one. It looks chef's kiss in our kitchen. And satisfaction is guaranteed. They're so confident that you'll love Skylight. They offer a free 120 day return. That's when you know it's the good good. And the proof is in the pudding, okay? Over a million happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and it's available in over 30 countries. What are you waiting for? Get your Skylight Frame today for the holidays and as a special limited time offer for my listeners. We'll give you $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash Taylor, okay? So to get $15 off your purchase of Skylight Frame, just go to Skylight, S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R. That's skylightframe.com slash Taylor. And now back to the podcast. The thing that triggers me the most is when I feel disrespected about my relationship. Mm. So which which ultimately comes back to my insecurities, right? So I have this narrative that like Tay is a goddess and I am like a billy goat under the bridge, okay? Oh, that wasn't what I thought you were going to say. Obviously, that'd be awful. That was <laughs> if I was like, I know where you're going you're with like, this. Totally, you're a billy I goat. agree. Yeah. Yes. But that's interesting. So I'm worried that people will be like, I don't get them together. Mm. That's a me issue and I project it fucking all over the world. Again, mm. the medication helps, but alas, so I, the, right before I got on the medication, Tay and I were at Andy Cohen's pride party. Nice. Is there any safer place for a lesbian couple to be? <laughs> Probably. The answer is no. The answer is Straight no. men, I feel, are dangerous because they watch a lot of lesbian porn, in my opinion. Right. So I, like, don't, like, I feel like they, we get sexualized sure. by them. Like, can we have a threesome? A gay man ain't want nothing with the lesbians, okay? No, no not they're at all. all. They're, it's a zero threat zone. Did you get mad at somebody? Girl. Oh, no. So, and it's like all these gay guys, literally, it was, okay. So there was a guy talking to my tailor. Okay. And he was obsessed with her. He was dying for her. Oh, and Chris Burns was there. Okay. Okay. Right. So Chris Burns literally, which which was so helpful, because he was able to like give his his point of view from the situation. Good. Right. Okay. And he got through to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it but it took me like a, like a couple weeks to even bring it up to him. So he was like, "Bitch, you did what?" So anyway, but he confirmed the things that happened. So. I'm standing there, and this guy's talking to Tay, and he's fawning, fawning all over her. He's right. a super hot gay guy. She's a super hot gay lady. And then she, at, like, some point was like, and this is my wife, Taylor. And he did, like, a... Really? That's really, mean, though. That's really you. mean. Thank that you. would upset me, Thank too. Thank you. And I was like... And so he was like, oh, now, again, Taylor and Taylor is confusing. So it could have been at the name. Was he trying to be funny? I don't... I was so How long blackout did he, from rage. Mm, I honestly don't remember. How long did he hold it for? In my mind, 14 hours. So she goes, this is Taylor. And he went, mm. He went, 
really? Like it was kind of like a, mm? I want, it probably was at the name because that would be so insane to do. Okay. To, you know what I mean? But in my brain, I'm like, he doesn't think he's feeling this narrative, right? You're not good enough for her. Why would she be married to you? I don't believe you. And I was like, fuck you. And I was like <laughs> rolling my eyes at him and being, I didn't say fuck you, but I was like, whatever. And then right. Tay was like trying to talk to the both of us. And I was like, Okay, I was being such a passive aggressive bitch. Right. Anyway, Tay was so mad at me. She was like, he's my friend. And then I was also like, why do you choose strangers over me? Oh no. Here are my feelings. Oh, did she see the face that he made? Yeah, but she like denies it. She's mm. like, you're pa- you're crazy. You're paranoid. It's right. in your head, which now turns out she's right. No. <laughs> but I mean, I yelled at my brother's roommate for staring at Taylor. I well, literally also, screamed at her. I remember one time we were talking and you said you wouldn't want, I think we were talking about like getting sperm to have kids and you were like saying you wouldn't want your brother to give her sperm and I was like okay I, okay you know and then you're like because I think they would fall in love and I was like oh I don't know about if and you're like and then Taylor was like I, like you're like that both of them would fall in love with each other if that happened so I think it's like a sensitive but it must be coming from you wanting to protect this thing that you hold so dear Thank enabler. I love you. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's why I, I mean, I know why I love you, but like enabling is my favorite part of our relationship. I mean, cause it's, I've been like trying to understand like where like instincts come from, like what's nature, what's nurture. Right. Cause so many things can be from like self-will, which we're given for a natural reason. It's just when you overdo it, then it becomes a problem. Exactly. So it's like, it's like you're doing it because it's something you hold so dear, but you don't want to be getting in fights and you could be wrong and whatever. Right, right. So anyway, so I, then I'm mad at her for being mad at me. Right. And, I don't, and I'm like, you don't protect me. You know what I mean? So we fought about it for days. We finally had therapy. And the therapist was like, listen, Taylor, maybe you were right. Because that's the other thing. Maybe it's because a lot of times it's like, hey, that person, like in the bodega situation, the person was rude. Right. So what am I thinking I'm going to do by escalating the situation? So maybe you were right, but maybe you were wrong. Right. And if you were right and you say nothing, you're still right. But if you're wrong and you say something, you are wrong. (laughs) You are wrong, 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 wrong. So I was like, okay, I'm like getting it. And then I talked to Chris (laughs) Burns about it because he was there. And I was like, did you? And he was like. I literally witnessed the whole thing. But did he see the face that the guy made? So he said he made a face. Justice for my bad behavior. I was going to say, because I would think, I do believe that he definitely made a face. Thank you, Emma. Yeah. But he said, but. The face was at the names. I know why he said, no, he said it wasn't the names. The names maybe was a part of it. He said, I genuinely think he thought you were lying about being gay. Because the two oh. of you are so femme presenting. Oh, I didn't even think about I, that. I think he thought you were oh. joking. Like, we're best friends and we're lesbians. And so I was like, oh my I didn't even think about God. that. So then it was like, he was. He thought that they were, like Taylor was almost being like homophobic. Like being like, haha, wouldn't it be funny if we were. Potentially. Oops. Oops-a-doopsies. 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 Whoops. Are you ever going to see this person again? No, but well, I'm, I will walk into a casting room someday ah. for NBC, and he will fucking be there. You know. No wonder I haven't been cast on The Real Housewives. That's Fuck. <laughs> have, you, have you still been exploring doing it? I don't know. It's like my dream, but you know what my biggest fear mm. is? I Have you noticed this? It's okay. You can admit it. Please. I have the blinkies. I have so not noticed that, but you mentioned it. The only time I see you have the blinkies right after you say you have the blinkies, you go, I have the blinkies. <laughs> Would you be like if I was like, I got the tongues, and then right after, I got the tongues. I'm like, yeah, you only do it when you say it. Well, when I think about it too, that it's like, I want to do it, but I also like, then I want to do my nose, and then I want to do my hands. I want to sure. get tight. It's a nervous twist. That was my thing when I was little. Like, I want to get tight. Like, right now, mm. I can just like pretzel the shit out of my mm. body. It feels so good. You want to try it? Just tets up. It's like, mm. oh, yeah, that is kind of therapeutic. That <laughs> is kind of nice. But they would not, they wouldn't be like drawing the line there for the real housewives. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? But no, but like, let's say they cast me. Do you, every fucking meme of me would be the blinkies. And also, when I'm nervous, I get the blinkies. When I'm lying, I get the blinkies. When, like, when I'm uncomfortable, I get the blinkies. You mean you blink too much? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So it, it's like my tell. But you know what? That's okay. Hey, so what you got the you got the memes about you then it's then it's all right it's better to have some memes than no memes as long as it's not like you did something super wrong you know I guess well there was like one housewife on Beverly Hills and she was like one season and done and she would she lick the her blinkies? lips uh, the whole time and it was like distracting really and she had these big pillowy lips it mm. was not Lisa Brenna it was like this I, I cannot remember her name for the life of me but it was like all anybody could like focus on and I was like oh my god the blinkies would be the same so I maybe maybe 
I'm maybe I should never be on a reality TV show. Since I last saw you, I worked on a reality TV show. Oh, the one, the one about moose poop. Please. So it was like I remember. This is maybe this is right during the pandemic. I yep. remember it was before the pandemic happened. I was I was in LA. I'm walking down the street and I got a call. There's an offer to work at a reality show about moose poop, and I remember saying, okay, if I have to go back to Maine, where I'm from, if I have to go back to Maine and work in a reality show about moose poop, everything has gone horribly wrong. Like <laughs> we should have other options to do before I have to go back and do this. So cut to a month later, I'm in Maine being like, so how long have you been working with poop? <laughs> and it was, we filmed for like a month and a half, but what was so interesting was seeing the editing process because this was a situation where everything was filmed. They weren't like planting things or making things up, yeah. but then in the edit, you construct the story in the edit. So, so they're just shooting and they're just shooting from the hip, shooting from the hip the whole time. Filming everything and then like a couple weeks it would be like say we go about and live our week but then you don't know going into the week hey we're gonna create this problem but, but then a week at the end of the week we look back and go whoa emma clearly has a caffeine addiction so they'd like tease the caffeine addiction and then focus in on me drinking way too much coffee so like this idea of like people like um produce self-producing and controlling the narrative is kind of a little bit bullshit is what you're saying because like as an or maybe like these like og reality stars they like get like a knack for it if you get a knack for it you could very easily manipulate the story but in the editing room they can really change like you could you can only manipulate so much because you're only so controlling much. what you're doing right so they can like cut to like they could cut to say i go like this right do a weird blink not not to wow, bring up wow, blinking. Wow, Emma, wow. Not triggered. Not to be, I'm very pro-blinking. Pro but say <laughs> I do a thing like I do this. Or let's say I do make a weird look. Okay. Like they this. could then go, at the end they go, <laughs> we don't know if, how Emma really feels about Taylor. And then they would cut to me just going like this. See, I'm now, blinking right now. I'm so fucking nervous. I'm blinking. In context, it's nothing. But in the final edit, they look back and then they like, it's like a zoom in and it's like me being like, what? But in real life, it was just me going... <laughs> So that can be manipulative. Right. So that right. was interesting to see. It's scary. It was very, very interesting to see, but it was fun to do. We got to film in Maine, and I actually ended up really liking it, and the woman who was a star of it was very endearing. Uh -huh. They gave it a great time slot before Impractical Jokers. Oh, I fucking love Impractical so Jokers. Such a good show. Such so a good fun. show. So fun. But it aired right, right with the pandemic hitting. And I think with reality TV. No, it, no the pandemic killed everything. Everybody was watching the news. Because also it's like, you like to have the idea of maybe reality TV is happening in real time. Like, yes. I like to have that fantasy too. Right. But if it's during the pandemic and you're watching something and there's no mention of a pandemic, obviously you're like, when the hell did this happen? Yep. So... Not that I think it would have necessarily done well anyway, but it re didn't get picked up for a second season. That's what I'm saying. Where did it live again? On True TV. True TV, right. And True I TV. wonder, I don't even know if you could watch it now. I wonder if you can. I would fucking buy episodes, legit. I can send you a couple episodes. It was, Do. It was, I mean, it was definitely, my dad's house was on the show. I can't. Which was, and guess what my dad said to the woman? What? I couldn't believe he's, my stepmom and I were both like, so the woman who was the star of the show, Mary, was really, really nice. And we're at my dad's house filming. And he leans in and he goes, oh, I wish you could come across on camera how you are in person because you're great in person. And she went, oh, thanks. And my stepmom and I were like, that's going to fuck her up. Like, I don't know if he thought he was like, you now that I've met you, he's like, you're great. He's like, I wish you could come across that way on camera because when I see you on camera, I don't get that. Like, I, I fucking hate you on camera. He's like, on camera, she's doesn't, she's not likable. And I was like, dad. And he's like, but she is likable. That's dad's for you. Oops. Dad say the craziest things. Dad say the darndest things. I was like, they he, really do. And he's, I was like, he's a math professor. Like, so he speaks math. Like English is a second language to math. I don't know what, I'm like going on. I'm like, Ugh. The smarter the dad is, the more socially awkward they tend to be. Couldn't believe it. Although he did, he got everyone in the crew muffins, which was sweet. So we got this house and they're like, we have craft services and you got all these muffins. <laughs> And they also had said, they asked if part of it could be her. She was going to be getting pot from someone in our town. That's how uh -huh. they cheated it. Uh -huh. So they had sent my dad an email. This is like the production coordinator, showrunner, someone at True TV saying, it, you know, this is the what we're thinking for the setup, that this person who sells pot, which is legal in Maine, is going to come in. And my dad wrote back in all caps, no drugs are permitted on the premise. Stop. 
And I was like, what a narc dad. I was like, it's legal. And he was like, absolutely not. Like I was, you know, I was back in high school, like, oh, you guys just got me grounded. <laughs> there could be no drugs on the premise. So what happened? So we filmed it. We made it about, because they were, we were trying to cheat it where it was like her and I were friends. So the idea was going to be that we were going to like get pot or something like that. But so I made it. So I said, oh, I'm trying to get some medicinal marijuana for my mom. And my dad loved that because my parents are divorced. So he's like, yeah. She, she looks like a drug yeah, she's smoking everything. So then then I then we ended up just like cheating it as though we were just talking about getting it at the house. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. you were masterminding the pot getting. The pot getting, which I'm so removed from actually smoking pot. I know. I'm speaking about it like so awkwardly. I'm like, so we're gonna buy the marijuana that you smoke from <laughs> And we're gonna make a doobie. We're gonna make a doobie. And we're I, gonna light the spliff. I know. I haven't smoked pot in years. I know. Listen, I'm no innocent child. I want to be very clear on that. Oh, I've done. I've done it all. But like, I'm just like not as an adult into pot. I smoked a lot when I was younger because I wanted to be cool. But like, I I smoked my brains out in high school. I've smoked lots of THC, eaten lots of THC. Yeah. I never fell in love with the act of smoking, but I respect it. And I I respect it. I totally respect it. I'm jealous. I wish I wish I was ahead. I really wish wish I I was ahead. But I can't. Can't it do makes it. me crazy. Me too. I'm like, can you hear me? And people are like, hear you what? And I'm like, oh God, they can hear me. Like, and then I'm doesn't... like, everybody hates me. Mm-hmm. It's the paranoia kicking in. Paranoia is kicking people in. People are like, I'm so anxious. I smoke weed to chill out. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like an anxiety bomb. It's like an anxiety. And I now, can't imagine. My dad does. Now that he's retired, he, he does smoke weed? marijuana. Look at that. I know. I sparking go sparking up a doobie. Sparking up a doobie because because if I call him after seven, he goes, it's after seven. I might be smoking pot. I'm like, I'll call you tomorrow. And he goes, I'm watching the news and smoking pot and drinking wine. I'm like, live your best life. I like that. Adam, that, that is my most, see, I, I still even lie to myself about smoking weed. I just said, that's my favorite night. Oh. Lies. I don't like smoking pot. Whatever, I can't. And that's okay. No, it's not. I really want to get good at smoking pot. No. No, it's like my dream. It's my aspiration for really? my life. Yeah. I believe in you. I think you can do I it. I like set the bar low. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I might. Some, this year, do you have any big goals this year that you're like, do you even still do that? Well, my goal my whole life has always been lose weight, but now thanks to Ozempic, that's happening. So amazing. love that line cutter, big time line cutter. Do you feel like it has, do you feel like people treat you differently at all? Yes. I mean... Yes and no. Yes, that's a lie. Yes, mm. yes, I do. Absolutely, yes, I do. And like, I, but I also carry myself so much differently that I'm sure Absolutely. that's a big part of it too. That's, that's probably, I think almost everything in a lot of, I mean, it's Absolutely. huge. Absolutely. But like, we are on camera for our jobs. Right. Like, that's the thing too. Like, imagine, like, it's, I, I like I believe in body positivity for everyone but me. Like I'm mm. so mean to myself. I would never speak to anybody or think about anybody the way I think about myself. I relate to that so much. And so I beat myself up so much when I see myself on camera. And like this goes back to when I was even from this point, like 30 pounds lighter. Mm. No matter what happens when I first see myself on camera, I am like my knee jerk is to like hate on myself. Do you then look back at yourself and go, okay, it wasn't what I thought it was? Absolutely. Yeah, so I see. Because I'll go, wow, I'm not a reliable narrator. I am not for myself at all. It's it, scary. It is scary because and my therapist will be like you know I, you fixate on this and she's like and I wonder she's like where does this come from like fixating on this because she's like also all the time that you spend thinking about certain things like it could be like your skin whatever it could be that's aesthetic she's like you could be spent like just give yourself a break from that I know and I totally I'm the exact same way where the things I say to myself I would never say to somebody or else. even think or even think even think that's even the think. craziest thing but you know what yeah. I've noticed mm. now that the weight's coming off now I'm hyper focusing on my face so I'm like, I'm like obsessed with my teeth. I want to get veneers. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thoughts? Your teeth look nice. Mm, thank you. They're a little bit yellow. And I have a, like this one, this little yellow tooth. No one's going to see it unless you Little know. yellow you. And then, um, oh, well, and then I went to the dermatologist recently and they look in your mouth. Did you know that? They haven't done that to me. Crazy. And she goes like this to me. What's with your teeth? Bitch. Bitch, was that the receptionist? Was that actually the dermatologist? Dermatologist, another person I in the like waiting her, room. Though. She's really good, and I like her practice and everything. I'm gonna keep going to her. But Is I was her husband like, a dentist, or what does she mean? What's with your teeth? It was crazy. She's not wrong. I have like I, I need like a I, I have a crown back here. The cat fell off, and mm. it's been since the pandemic. I haven't had it fixed. Has she said what she was looking for in your teeth? I don't know. Maybe she was looking for like freckles in my mouth. <laughs> I've never had, but also I had never had a chiropractor go in my mouth either. Okay. And Mateo, my friend, the comedian, he used to always say, "Oh, you know, my chiropractor." puts his fingers in my mouth and I go well that's sexual harassment 
and he was like no like that's part of the that's part of the adjustment and I'm like he this is insane and then recently I had a chiropractor that was like do you want me to see your for your TMJ like if we can help and I was right. like and so he like puts gloves on and adjusted my mouth and I was like oh Mateo 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 and it really did help my jaw so maybe she was looking for some type of outbreak of something who knows who knows well the knows? mouth is where like like all your health is supposedly right I'm not saying this correctly but like, you know, like I know what you mean like you when know, you get acupuncture they look at your tongue have you ever had them do that exactly yeah. so I think she was just doing that but she 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 was very direct and I appreciate the directness but damn right. if what's I was up? on medication we would have had a problem right what's up with your teeth you're like you don't think I deserve my wife she's like what <laughs> Please, please. And she had just seen Taylor before me. So imagine, I would have really lost my mind. You think I, my mouth's too gross for her mouth? I think it's, I think so much of it is probably just like something that we can wrap our heads around yeah. to be scared about. Yeah. So we don't have to like look at the bigger world and the fact that like uh-huh. it's just crazy out there and that life is wild. Because then this is like a more, a smaller thing we can like focus on instead yeah. of having like an existential crisis. That's what it is. You know? Focus on the bullshit instead of the big picture because we right. can't even deal with the big picture. 100%. That's why people get so mad at reality stars instead of politicians because we're like, politics is hard and big and we can't change it. So I'm going to try to ruin this reality TV star's life. That's true. That's what it is. You're right. That's true. For that's, podcasters, in our opinion. Because it's also it's also easier to conceptualize what they're even talking about because when someone starts talking about politics, like this is something I wish so much. I wish I could see someone who's in politics do something I could understand. Yep. So if like I saw someone like I understand going to the Cheesecake Factory. So say I see someone they're like these are these two candidates at the Cheesecake Factory they don't know they're being watched. And then I could be like how are they, you know, what do they order? What's the thought process? Are they how, cutting lines? Are they nice to people? Right. What's the deal? Are they talking loud? Are they talking loud? Are they being rude to the wait staff? Out. 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 So if I could see that type of thing, and then I could, that would affect my voting, I believe. Right, right. You know? I want to see you as a human being as with you know, the being. eyes are on you. Exactly. Exactly. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Talkspace. I love Talkspace because I love therapy. Listen, the holidays can be a lot. And they used to leave me completely drained, but not this year. Want to know why? Because I have therapy, which means I have boundaries. Therefore, I am completely enjoying the holiday season this year. And that's thanks to the gift of therapy from Talkspace to myself. Yes, the best gift I could ever give myself. Talkspace offers both therapy and psychiatry from the comfort of my phone. I can reach out to my provider anytime. It's actually like having a little mental health professional in my actual pocket. So whether I'm at my in-laws for the holidays, the office, traveling, at my parents, whatever, taking care of my own mental health has actually never been easier. And in case I'm not making it clear, with Talkspace, you have the convenience of virtual sessions with your licensed therapist so you can literally take your session anywhere that's revolutionizing therapy I remember back in the Disney I used to have to go like 45 minutes each way to my therapist and I mean that alone can make you not want to go but with virtual sessions you can go literally from anywhere Also, another big thing with therapy, money. It's often tight, especially this time of the year. But luckily, Talkspace has in-network with most insurance plans, so you only pay a small copay. Like I said, they make it convenient, but they also make it easy to find somebody that you're going to match with. So with Talkspace, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider who's right for you basically in like 48 hours. And Talkspace can also help with specific challenges that you might be facing. It's the number one online therapy platform for a reason with licensed therapists in over 150 specialties, including anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationship issues, and so much more. But just for the record, you don't need to feel super down to benefit from Talkspace. Therapy can help you shift your perspective, find new ways to cope in difficult times, and be a guiding light. I actually like to be in therapy when I'm doing good because it prepares me for the bad times. Like I said, holidays, not usually easy, but I have the tools in my toolbox, thanks to therapy and Talkspace, to actually get through the holidays seamlessly. And Talkspace is secure and private. They use the latest end-to-end bank-grade encryption technology to store client information and complying with the latest HIPAA regulations, so you can feel totally safe about doing it. And... You don't have any excuses because right now I'm hooking you up. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash Taylor. Yeah, you heard it. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash Taylor. Again, that's T-A-L-K. 
space.com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R to get $80 off your first month and to show your support for the show. Again, that's talkspace.com slash Taylor. And now back to the podcast. You have a new podcast out. I want to talk about yes, it. Yes, I have a new podcast. Yes. It's called Ask Men Anything. And it is where I look at modern masculinity through the lens of the individual, trying to understand what it means. Okay. And where it came from was I noticed because some of my closest friends in adulthood are men. And yep. so then sometimes I would have straight female friends like talking about certain things about their boyfriends or husband. And I'd be like, oh, well, in my experience, I've had guys say this or explain that. And they would kind of be like, what? And then I was like, you know what? I can get access to guys in a way that someone who is straight or there say there's any like attraction or anything like that yep. maybe wouldn't. So then I was like, I'll ask these questions to absorb it. Yes. And then we can showcase it that way. I'm obsessed. It's been with interesting. Concept. It's been really interesting. So something you and I talked about forever was mm. being the man one. I know. So I always would say, I'm the man one. I'm the man one. And it's so fun to say. My, I've I've evolved, but are we not allowed to say that anymore? I don't know. I've had so many people be like, Hey, I like that. I joke you said and I said it and then I got in trouble at work I'm like well maybe hmm maybe you have to be a lesbian to get away with it's it it's fun to it's fun to say and it it's is all fun. it's all in good it was just like yeah. it's just a fun well, it's a talking point let we, me break it down for maybe somebody right okay yeah. so like for example sometimes I'm the man one in my relationship right. killing bugs is like a man like, it's a stereotype but it's like in a heteronormative relationship who's the one that has to like kill the mouse or kill the bug yes the man one the man I would say 100 percent even though I know it's totally problematic, Taylor is definitely the man one in your relationship. Which is crazy. Doesn't which, matter how many bugs is, you kill, it's a vibe. It's like an energy thing. You I know. Still, you have a very feminine energy. Thank you. Not that Taylor doesn't, I but I you're feel saying, it's, there's but, a masculinity to well, it. Taylor has an androgynous likeness to mm-hmm. her, but like also when we go out, well, this was the craziest thing when we first started dating. She was always in like you know chucks. I sound like a grandmother. Fucking yep. what are they called? I know what you're talking High about. High tops. Yep. What are they called? Um, uh, All star. Why can't I think of the uh, name? Chuck Taylor. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. What? Flats. What can't we think uh, of it? Shoes? <laughs> sneakers. High top sneakers. It's going to drive me crazy. Shoes and... I call, I call them Converse. everything, but thank there you, Jesus. Converse. And like skinny jeans and like very hipster vibes, right? right? And like hats and like, you know, like sometimes like she would be like, do you think people think I'm a girl or a burn? Because like she can give strong masculine energy with like long hair, whatever. Right. But when we go to like weddings or like red carpet events, she would girlify herself and I would lose my mind because mm, I'm like, I'm the girl one. You right? don't get to be the girl one. It would like fuck me up big it's a, time. It's an energy balance. There was this, there was this, and also it's like, there's no right or wrong with this stuff. Right. And I've had so many straight friends be like, you'd be like, I'm the guy, I'm the whatever. It gets complicated. It, yeah. A lot of times, though, people confuse be, like being alpha or knowing what you want. So, like, I'm the guy one. I'm the breadwinner. I'm like, that's not what that's not what the male energy. That's yes. like internalized sexism. Yes. I'll think of it. The ultimate way to boil it down is the man one to me is like, who does the apologizing? Who does more me? of the apologizing? Me. Okay, but then sometimes it can be overridden by just intrinsic energy. But it's like, who does more of the apologizing? Me. And then who decides when the argument's over? Her. Really? <laughs> no, huh. I. The way I tell you, I have never had more okay, sympathy so I could be wrong about for this, men then. in Damn. my entire life. Hey, ex. Hey, husbands. Right, right. Hey, all my I was wrong my about ex-boyfriends. I'm sorry. You know, I could run motherfucking circles around those dodo birds. Right. And they're not dumb. They're just emotionally men. I did, I leveled their asses. Are you fucking kidding me, Taylor? I'm like, she's impossible. Women. Women. Uh, now, okay, so the way I used to, th- where it came from too was like people would ask like who's the man in one and who's, who's the man in the relationship, which is like <laughs> something people don't really ask anymore. <laughs> and people hate it and it used to bother me, but it would bother me because I'd be like, obviously me. Like I date extremely feminine women extremely. with like no, they need to be gay, but have no hint of gay. Yes. Not even the slightest iota of anything. Now by gay, I mean masculine energy, which doesn't have anything to do with sexuality. Right. But it's like, it has to be 100, no, no sneaky man ones, like nothing. <laughs> I know it's a, I know that this is totally problematic, but it's just like to, to, you know, we need words to, yes. you know what I mean? Get it stuff. So I used to say, like my dating profile for a long time was no man ones. <laughs> Did anyone match with me on that dating platform? No, no, no. Horrified. And the nicest message I ever got on a dating app was from a, a super butch woman. It was so sweet. What'd she say? She was like, hey, I'm sure you feel a lot of pressure to write something witty on a dating app. Like, 
<laughs> she didn't say, obviously, you can't do that. But she was like, and I just wanted to put myself out there and say, if we ever go on a date, you don't have to worry about being on or any expectations on my end. So lesbian. Uh, any expectations so. on my end of you being witty or not? And I was like, <laughs> so nice. But I also said, get away from me, man. I'm not gay like that. <laughs> But I appreciated it was really sweet. But you know what? I think there's a man one in every relationship, whether it's two gay men. It's a balance of energy. Lesbian women, whether it's heterosexual couples. I think there's always, it's that energy. When we say man one, we mean energy. I'm talking about 100% energy because And I'm the man one and I'm fucking sick of it. Justice for us man ones. It's hard to be a man. I feel so bad for straight men. But I... I, Life is tough. I'd have to watch you and Taylor interact more though because just I don't... She wants a baby. I'm scared. Now, there's just something where it's hard to pinpoint you as the man one in the relationship. It's just because I dress so girly. I'm like lipsticky, but like that's where it begins and it ends. Right. I really am. I'm telling you. You're, but she your energy. Me. Your she energy. She tricked me. I thought I was going to still get to be the girl one. And I had to pivot to be the man one role. I think there's nothing you could say that would make me think you're not the girl one. Sorry. Really? Yeah. Because of your energy. There's something about you that is the, I don't know. But also, this is just me talking out of my ass. I'm not, because I'm so gay looking, I think everyone thinks I'm the authority on it. They're like, oh, the one of the vice presidents of gayness has spoken. <laughs> I don't actually know. But she does want to, so she's, you guys have been, because people have been coming to shows that are like, I, that are fans of yours. So then I'll go, I'll be like, how's Taylor? And then they'll say, oh, she's thinking about having a baby. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, the Hey Girl, Hey Girls. That's hey Girl, a, Hey it's Girls. It's a strong crew. Yeah. So like, yeah. Like they, so they've been and, filling and they me in. they are obsessed with you. They're so excited you're on the podcast. Like so excited. So excited to be here. They've been um, filling me in. Um. Oh yeah. So like, yeah, we're on the baby journey, but like, I'm like, mm, like I'm like negotiating to get out of it. Like, I feel <laughs> like such a dude. Like I'm like, if my friend was like, my husband keep, I'd be like, break up with him. He's horrible. And I'm him. I'm what do the, you mean get out of it? Like. Okay, so You're like, like cancel the order. So every opportunity I can take to like like prolong because we have two embryos ready right. to go. But now I'm just trying to like prolong the transfer to like mm. buy myself time. So like I'm like in. I've got one foot in, but like I am hardcore pulling on the foot. That's Do you guys out. have the sperm? No, we have the sperm. We have the eggs. Oh, her egg got- and sperm embryo. Oh. Embryos ready to go. They're they're babies. They're just sitting in a, te- like, I don't know, sitting in a Petri dish? Mm. Where do they Wherever sit? Wherever they put them. Wherever, Wherever they, they put, put them. them. Sitting in a freezer Petri dish. So they have them and then... Chilling. And it's waiting for it to get inseminated. Yeah, but wow. transferred into taste body. Right. Right. And there's no guarantee it will take, but, like, we are, like, very far along in the process. Mm. And I am grasping at straws to delay it. What do you I'm think psycho- the main... F- is the fear just, like... Beef. My fear is that as a man one, my wife and my child will exclude me and go shopping and hide bags for me and spend all my money. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Right? But you've got control. Is it, You have control in it too where you can be like, that's not going to be the case. And here's the thing that I've now realized as a woman one, societally, mm-hmm. or as a woman, even as a man one, societally, women are allowed and encouraged to share their emotions and to yes. talk through their problems. Whereas poor men. I know. They I really, think... they, it's like, huh, you have feelings. Oh, you're sad that me and the kid went shopping, you little bitch baby. Totally. So men, poor, poor my dad. It's, poor I, your dad. No wonder they say ridiculous things to people. It's uh, right. Because also it's like they were taught to be like angry yeah. and to do. So it's like, do like, I remember my dad telling me this story about his parents and his two sisters went away on this like trip to Europe yep. and they were like, he, he shouldn't, he's not going to come with us. Like we're going to Europe. We're going to look at stuff. That's not for little boys. So they sent him to a boxing camp and you were supposed to be like 15 to go to the boxing camp. He's nine. They were like, we're going to make an exception. And they like let him in. I think they like made a donation to the camp. Something screwed up. So he was a really overweight little nine-year-old, this chubby little kid at boxing camp. No. Getting his butt whooped. Why his sisters are on vacation in Europe? That's because so they were like, up. "You're not gonna want to go look at what the Louvre or whatever it is." I dated a guy, and I remember he had a story that, like, when he was three, his dad made him throw his blankie down the trash chute. Oh my god! Because men don't Trauma. have blankies, and at three year old, you're a man. Traumatizing. Traumatizing. That's that would never That's happen to a little girl. So I just, you know, just I really. I feel you guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm really sorry. It gives you, it gives you, I'm sorry, unless you look at me funny, then I'm going to rip you a new one. <laughs> unless you, because you ever feel that with women? Do you think they're looking at you funny? 
Hmm. No, but speaking of looking at people funny, mm. so I listened in preparation for our podcast. I, I listened to your podcast. Again, guys, oh it's boy, called Ask you. Men Anything. Yes. It's great. New episodes drop on Tuesdays. Tuesdays. It's with Betches Media. Check it yep. out. It's honestly, it's fucking great. Thank you, it's Taylor. It's great. You are so hilarious. I love it a bit. I appreciate it. And we do it with Sean. Sean, who's a friend of Taylor's Sean, as well. Sean, kill me all. He's Shawnee great. Boy. He's I such fucking a love Sean. Yep. And you work with my girl Cheech. Yep. All my peeps. They're all over there. For I support. Work. I yep. love. So, um, but you and Jared Freed, again, yes. love. Jared and you were talking about um, your, I think you started talking about Lexi. Oh, you were saying how Lexi loves Jared and he's a good guy because he doesn't stare at her tits. Yes, and then Jared was like, I didn't. He was like, oh, I don't want someone to think I looked at their tits. Then, then maybe, but Lexi was like, he looks up. Like, he does not look Bless at him. my breast. That is a yes. sign of a good man, but mm-hmm. I will say, also, just to defend the, the man one, the men's. Sometimes you look... Staring at boobs is... It's impossible not to stare at boobs sometimes. And now, because when I was straight, I didn't even think of it. Because sure. well, when I was straight, problematic. What, I don't know. Before I knew that I was gay or had an inclination, right. I was just a girl checking out girls like for fashion or whatever. Mm. But now, I feel like such a predator. And, oh my God, like I, I, I like check out... I realize I am like... I'm like a perverted dude. Like I, I check out girls up and down and in my mind, I'm genuinely not sexualizing it though. Like I am looking at outfits. Right. I am like looking at someone's butt being like, I wish my butt looked like that. Like I'm not like looking at the butt being like, Rear! you I know what I mean? I think that you can exist in that space because you are passing as someone that would be looking at it not sexually, which it sounds like you're doing not sexually anyway. Like, I'm really not doing it sexually, but I, it's a, I'm aware that. Aware like, of it. But, like, I am aware that I'm doing it now, whereas before I never thought of it because I was just, like, I'm not in that category. Right. But now that I'm in a category that could make somebody feel like I was hitting on them or looking at them, I'm so uncomfortable. I never want someone to feel like I'm hitting on them or imposing on their energy. Yeah. And there's been one constant roadblock because if I see someone with a cute dog, I compliment the dog. Of course. Right. You're a lovely human. human. Yeah. But the issue is, I've noticed specifically in the East Village of Manhattan, if I compliment someone's dog and it's a woman between the ages of 18 and let's say 30, they don't like it. So I will go, your dog's so cute. And they go, and like yank they it away. you're hitting on them? 100% of the time. And I was like, what's going on? And then Lexi was like, you can't do that because they get hit on through their dog so much. And you're so masculine that they're thinking you're hitting on them. So then I started being like, cute dog, I'm not hitting on you. I wouldn't really say that. But I would be like literally pointing like, your dog. They do not like it, which is, I get that though. Cause she's like, you got to understand. Like they're just trying to walk the dog and then they've got people yelling at them. Like, like, woof, 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 you know, whatever. <laughs> so I do get it. But that to me has been like the hardest thing. Cause I never want someone to think I'm impo- Like if I'm in the locker room, knowing how masculine I am, I literally like, I look down, I look up in right. the, if I'm in a sauna, I turn, I face the wall. Oh my God. I turn, I face the wall because I'm in there and I'm like, I don't want someone getting naked and then seeing me in there and being like, what's going on? So I literally will sit in the little corner and I'll face the wall. Emma! I feel bad, which is like, it just is what it is. But I'm I know, like, no, I, I get it. I was at dinner. I'm, I don't think I've ever told this story mm. and I can't believe I'm telling you right now. I was at dinner with, okay, Stassi and Bo. Nice. Like, the, my Bo is my sis, is my nephew's name, Bo. It's the best it's name a, ever. It's such a cute name. I actually really want to name, if we have a son, Bo. Honestly, I name a girl Bo. I fucking love, B-E-A-U. I know a, Bo, a girl named Bo, too, a woman named Bo, yeah. B-O or B-E-A-U. B-E-A-U. Gorgeous, yep. stunning, I love it. So, um, and then we were there with, okay, do you watch Summer House at all on Bravo? No. There's a couple called Amanda. And, like, we have a little bit of a sordid history. There's a couple called what? Kyle and Amanda. Kyle and Amanda, okay. yes. And so Kyle, like, I've, like... I've seen him in the only episode of Summer House I ever watched. Was I watched the one when Hannah was Hannah Burner was first on it. I think yep. she forwarded it to me. And then, like, after the fact, I went and watched some clips because I was, like, curious what was happening in right, that regard right. there. Yes. So, okay, so, like, I've had a lot of friends on Summer House over the years, and I had a friend that was on, like, season one and two, and, like, yep. he had an issue with Kyle, and I'm very fucking loyal, so I was like, fuck that guy. Right. And then this guy and I had a falling out because he wanted me to be mad at Hannah when she joined the show because he said she took my spot. I said, she is not a gay man. She didn't right. take your spot. She what are you talking about? So, anyway, so then I ran into Kyle and, and Amanda. And even if someone did take someone's spot in that type of thing, it's, like, it's not on them taking your spot. It's to be on whoever put them in it. It's right. not, they right. didn't, what right. are they supposed right. to do? Yeah. So then I ran into Kyle and Amanda. Amanda, oh, I know. I remember that gay guy Cheech, on there. With Cheech. With mm. Cheech. And they knew Cheech because she was Bravo PR. Right. And they said hi to him. And then they saw me and they were like, you talk shit about us. And I was like, I, I do. And I'm sorry. And you said I do. Yeah, not I did. I do. I do. I do. And I, I do. said, <laughs> the guy that I was friends with talked shit about you and I'm loyal. But like now we've had a falling out. And I'm really sorry. And they were like, it's all good. Right. Kyle came on Taste of Taylor. I mean, the, Lo- whole, the right. whole nine. Right. The reason had he, he had to confess to Amanda that he cheated on her was because of the fucking Hey Girl, Hey Girls. No. Yes. No. Yes. Because... 
the friend, the gay guy that was on the show came on my show and basically like not so obviously alluded to the fact that somebody in the cast was cheating on their long-term girlfriend. So my Hey Girl, Hey Girls reached out to Amanda and they were like, Hey Girl, Hey, if this is a lie, you need to know. And if this is the truth, you need to know. And then she confronted him and then he was like, I have to confess. Yikes. Damn. So anyway, sorry history. And they say it ended up staying together? Yeah, they're they married now. Out. They're okay. married. So anyway, so we made up and then Hannah joins the show. And Kyle and Amanda and Hannah had, like, a huge falling out. They did not get along. Right. Again, a bitch is loyal. Totally. She's loyal to a, a, a fault. You know that song, um, your best friends always stick it up for you, even when you know they're wrong? Yeah, you really do. I you love really that. Sit- I love that song. I do truly feel, obviously I'm biased at it, too, but I feel like if someone doesn't get along with Hannah, who's extremely easy to get along Hannah's with. Hannah's amazing. In my, ex- like, so professional and giving and nice and, like, lets, wants everybody to shine. Literally. I would be, like, very suspicious of yeah. that. Yes. If so, they didn't, if they were like, I don't get along with her, I'd be like, why? So I definitely... Like they were, they they were invited to Stassi and Bo's wedding, mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh, this could be really uncomfortable because it's like a thirty-person wedding. They weren't able oh to boy. make it, but um, I was relieved for all parties involved because I didn't want to be like weird. But like that's like anyway. Also, but, if two people are at a wedding, even if everybody hates it, fucking guts, you, you gotta you, you suck it up for the wedding. Honestly, we probably would have like, ma- I would have again, right, apologized, you know. And just to make it more comfortable. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, there was one time, I remember I worked with this woman at Sirius, and um, we worked together. She, like, got removed from her position but stayed working at Sirius. Right. And then they brought her back. I'm talking years later. And we got in a huge fight, and I was like, I'm not working with her unless she owns what she did to me. And she, like, would not. So basically I got a call from, like, the like the tippity top of, right. like, management. And they're like, if you do not work with her, you are fired. And I was like, ah! And I was, like, newly out. Right. So I was like, fucked. I'm like, I need this job. I don't right. know. Rich husband anymore. Right. So I literally had to go to her office and be like, I am sorry. I made up everything, even though I know I didn't. Ugh. It was so painful. When so I'm a great apologizer. There, when you stopped working there, did you call her up like just so you know? No, when I stopped working there, got fired. That's right. really nice of you. Thank you for saying yeah. it that way. <laughs> I was desperate for a job. So out. I take all these podcast meetings. Right. And my my manager. My, you, who we, yep. love, we love, he got me a meeting at like podcast one or let's whatever. I don't even remember. And I get on the phone and it's her. He goes, oh, hello, Taylor. She's working at this company. Hey, you never know. Yeah. Kill me. Anyway, you never know. But um, so I'm a very good uh, apologizer. Which but is a gift. Thank you. That's a gift. Well, my wife's trained me well because as the man one, I have to learn how to you grovel. You apologize a lot. But basically, anyway, so... I was at dinner before things were weird with Kyle and Amanda. Right. In, in betwixt. So first, it was weird. We made up, and this is before the hand and them stuff. Right. And we were at dinner, and Amanda had on this outfit that was very, like, it was, like, open here. Showcasing, right. Yes, and she's got, like, big boobs, but they're also, like, like nice boobs. Like, they talk about it on the show. It's, like, a thing. It's mm-hmm. a thing. It's a thing. And I could not, she was swinging across from me. I could not for the life of me stop looking at her chest. And I was like, stop it, stop it. And when you were she looking. Me that you're like being such a perv. And like, I, I was the first time I was like, justice for dudes. This is hard when titties are in your face. Was it like. And you were, I'm not attracted to her. Right. Like, not that she's not pretty, but like, it's not like that. I swear to God, I'm only like, I only want to have sex with Taylor Donahue. I believe you. But so like, was it just like, were you just like looking? Cause it's like, you knew you weren't supposed to. And so it's that's like the a curiosity. Thing. Yeah. Then, because, then it's like, I can't. So like. The, the like adolescent in me is like you can't so you will I think all <laughs> you start twitching I think oh, full, full, full blinkies blinkies oh my I god I think probably part of it's like people look at breasts either because they because if you were really attracted to someone you could just look at them and then they wouldn't need to know but so I think when people look at someone's breasts where they then want the person to know it's because they're trying to hit in them in a really tacky way yeah or they're looking at the breast because they're like I shouldn't look but also if you're looking and you are just doing it where you're, then you would be able to cover it up. You know what I'm saying? I think it's just like justice for breast stares. Like they're not mm. all creeps. Said as a woman who used to think all men that stared at breasts were total creeps. And now I am said creep and I'm not a creep. So my Lexi pointed out that my mom looks at her breasts a lot. I'm dead. I'm fucking dead. And my dead. mom even said something about it. Cause she was like, I hope. Now my mom's five, three, Lexi's taller than my mom. So my mom is what my mom was trying to get at when she like highlighted that was the eye line. So she was like, you know, I hope Lexi doesn't think I was looking at her breasts, but I can't looking at them because they're right there they're right there and then I was like did my mom look at your breast and she was like your mom looks at my breast no. all the time and no. I was like no she doesn't and she was like she really does she was and then the last time we were in Boston she was like your mom kept 
looking at my breasts. And I was like, I don't know. I think she's just probably like interested. Like my, my mom's very, both are, we're both very flat chested. So maybe she's just like curious. Of course. You know, what's going on. Right. And she was like, it's totally fine. And my, but my mom is even, she's not denying it. She's like, they're there. And I guess sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm looking. Oops. Sorry. My mom said to us, she goes, you know, I think everybody's gay. <laughs> and I was like, I don't. And she was, I was like, is your mom no. coming out? <laughs> That's what I was, I was like, is this the most passive aggressive way of coming out ever? Everybody's gay. I'm not, but I'm getting, I'm swept up with the tide. <laughs> but she was like, everybody, you know, could be if you met the right person. And I was yeah. like, I agree with mom. I don't agree. I think that's like, I think that that's like an idea and it, it would be great if that were the case, but I don't think you can like totally override your wiring, but I, maybe, I don't know, maybe if there was like the most effeminate flamboyant, I don't know. That'd be really, I think that that's really tricky. I think it's a spectrum. You're right. I, I think, and I think most people are straight. Mo- I just think it's how it no, is. I think most people fall in the, like they could like your mom. Rage. Right. I, I really think, do. I really do. I don't think she knows. I don't know. I don't think, but I think there's some people that who are a 100 P gay, like right. 100 P. And then I think there's people who are like completely straight, but I think way more people fall in the middle. Just saying. I it's it's also tough because it's like I feel like people usually think other people are how they are too. Like yes. I know so many gay guys that are like everybody's gay. Yep. And I'm like you're gay. That so you think everybody's gay because you yourself That's are gay. Fair. You yeah, know but I, I mean? think everybody's gay because I was straight True. and now I'm gay. I actually think now in retrospect I was asexual but LARPing is a straight mm. person and now I'm asexual and in love with a woman. <laughs> She gets, so mad times. I, she gets so mad when I say that. Times. I just like want to snuggle for life. Like that's justice for asexuals. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like sex is so hard and exhausting and effortful. It can be. Can, but I like I be. could never live a life without affection. Right. But I could live life without penetration, bitch. What about any type of sexual like mm-hmm. like back and forth exchange? Like dry humping? Whatever. Whatever does it for you. We could dry hump. Yeah. I mean, it's like, whatever. But it's, I could also not dry hump and be mm-hmm. happy. But I have a partner who has a higher sex drive than me. Therefore, we dry hump because I... God bless. And do all the other accoutrements. 100%. And I do it. By the way, I'm not a pillow princess because Darren Karp has called me a pillow princess for years. And that's... What does that mean when people say that? I, I, it's just like you're lazy. It's like being like a like a fish in bed. Like being like a, like... You know... Because a pillow princess, I guess, like, because my face is in the pillow. <laughs> I don't know about that. When people I, say... Wait, I think I just gave away a little too much about my sex life. You know, it's though, like, someone saying someone's a pill princess, to me, I think that the sexual act is like a dance between the two people. So it's like, you're maybe not, if you're, you're maybe not inspiring them to be anything but. I'm not, I'm not saying that about uh, Darren, but I'm saying if someone right. is like whipping that term around, like, oh, I don't like these people because it's, it's like, okay, well, maybe people didn't read the vibe well enough going into it. Right. And because I've been with, like, if someone is, likes to be in the bottom, I say, God bless. Right. But if someone's like not into it, then like it wouldn't get to the point where we're having sex. And so like once we're in the sex point, right. they're hopefully enthused enough that there's like some energy coming from I them. will... I will, I will, um, take like, uh, I will go on top every now and then. Mm. If I, someone could only go on but, top like but, once every two years and I'd be okay with that. Right. Maybe once I would do like a yearly thing where maybe I'd wear a strap and they ride me and like, that would be a yearly to every other year. I'd be okay with so that. Prude. It doesn't need to be. I'm so prude. It is like insane. I don't like the person on top at all. No? No. Well, see, that's Tay. Tay's like more dominant. So I don't want that. I don't like that at, at all. That's a good case it's for un- being the man one though. It's, maybe being the girl one. I find that like very, very, unco- that would be a real, that'd be tricky. A turn off. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, maybe, maybe, yeah, like a yearly type thing or something like that, that'd be fine. I, I could get totally into it. I could get totally into it, but it would be, you know, just to be logistically, I wouldn't be into it. Um, I told a strap-on story on my, in my set for this last tour I was on with Stacey. Nice. My parents were in the audience. And I oh, literally no. fucking wanted to oh, die. Oh, my goodness. But the story is about how, like, it was, like, experiment gone wrong. Okay. But, like, still, just to even, like... Like you're like oh no they know I have sex right and I they hate like talking and about like sex just, in front of my parents to envision hate. me in a strap on no. it's such a visual I know right did they bring it up afterwards no but my I thought my mom was gonna die <sighs> could but you see I, your face no thank it God was, thank God it was a huge audience right but thank God she was definitely not okay for a little bit 
I mean, I always try to put my mom like behind some type of object so she can't see the stage. And then if she has friends, I'll like put them to the side. But I don't want to see. I don't want to see my mom's face. I, you know what? Our moms really shouldn't be there. They shouldn't and that's be the there. They shouldn't be listening. They shouldn't be in attendance. I support feel from rude. afar. Support from afar, please. Because we gotta do the damn thing. It's our job. How much time were you doing when you're doing these shows? Uh, like uh. 12, 15 minutes. Good for you. I know. Good for you. I just recently admitted on the Taylor Shacker show, because we're talking about like dreams, and I was like, I guess if I'm honest, my dream would be to like pursue stand-up. But I'm telling you, I really, I don't even want to fucking say it because I feel like I'm never going to do it. And I'm and I, like, it's Put a combination it of being scared, but also respecting comedy too much. That's how I feel about acting. Well, that's damn, how, girl, you're a, fuck, you're a fucking actor. But that's exactly how, when I ever, the more I learned about acting, the more I'm like, oh my God, like, I don't want to ever say I'm an actor because, like, I respect so much all the work that it takes. Like, even, like, the more acting classes I would take, and I would be like, this is really hard. This is a whole thing. Right. But you have to start somewhere. I guess. You got to start somewhere. Like, I, because sometimes it can be, like, just, otherwise we would just never do anything. Well, that's the thing. So, like, do you think opening on tour like that has given me, like, maybe in like an unrealistic experience with it i think it's given you an un- yeah that would be an unrealistic experience of what but here's the thing too there's no there's no rules and that literally was your experience so it's like is that the norm no it's not the norm to start out performing in front of big crowds right in a way actually it's almost a present to not be performing in front of big crowds it's just like two people so no matter how it goes is how it goes right the more people the more pressure but it doesn't there's just no rules to any of it so anymore it doesn't it's like just do whatever you need to do and get as don't lie, get as good as you can get and none of truly it doesn't necessarily matter i don't think but maybe i'm depressed i don't know <laughs> i don't know i think if you want to do it there's a million ways hannah started doing it i know you know what i mean i know well you've always been encouraging of me doing like stand up the only thing i think you wouldn't like is i don't think you would like what everyone doesn't like, which is the being out at night Ugh. all the time. It's real. But now too, you could do it. You can, there's so many ways. There's so many different options yeah. to do it. Yeah. But if you like being like, I like performing, I like doing jokes, then just start getting yourself out there and go for it. I mean, it's like, if you said you wanted to, I don't even know what, like own like a knitting shop in Japan, then I'd be like, whoa. But doing stand-up, I think. That's my second dream. You know what I mean? Yes, like yes. I think about stuff like that all the time. Like I just got to get a food truck. But I say if you really want to do it, figure, go out and do it and then see how you feel about it. I know, right? There's no harm in doing it. There's no harm in doing it. And there's all it. the harm in never doing it. And it's a pretty well-documented thing that's like fucking brutal. You know what I mean? So you're yes. like, this sucks. Yes. But then sometimes it's great. Sometimes right. it's the best thing ever. But you just know it going in that it's going to fucking suck. I feel like that's the way, that's the only way I can ever approach exercise. Where I'm like, going in, this is going to be brutal. I don't like this. Right. But then I feel better when I do it. And I like feeling stronger and I like the results. Delayed gratification is huge. Everything I do where I'm like, I, I know, love, this makes I me know. feel good right now. Guess what? Couple hours, like Taco Bell. I feel so good. I feel so good. I'm so happy. Give me four hours. I hate everything. Right. So it's like, maybe if I had gone home and made the taco instead of going out and getting whatever yeah, the hell. it would have been amazing. Would have felt better. You're right. Just delay the gratification a little bit. You're right. Easier said than done. Emma Willman, I adore you. I adore you. Thank you for having Thank me. Thank you so much for joining. You guys, check out Emma's podcast. It's called Ask Men Anything, and I'm on tour. I'm gonna got a bunch of dates in February, March. I'm gonna be in Kansas City, Irvine. I'm blanking on everything, but a bunch of different places. Vancouver at imemmawillman.com. Yes, and follow Emma at Emma Willman. Thank you. Um, two M's, two L's, two N's. I remember. See, um, and that's on Instagram as well as TikTok. Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. Oh, and Facebook. And Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Forget. You guys, that's it for us. Have a great one. Until next week, bye, girl, bye. Bye, girl, bye. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.